0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Soundtrack of Your Life. My guest on this week's show is the engaging Jason Billy Bishop. Jason is a life coach with his brand Contented Life Coaching. And in this session, Jason's warm and engaging nature and his storied background made for a great session where he shared some advice some tips some stories all about his transformation journey where through his struggles with his health difficulties in his personal relationships and business relationships made him get to a point where it kind of meant well where do i go from here on that road to recovery he then came out the other side and is now fully engaged in his passions of cycling and now sharing his story with other people so that they can have their own transformation journey itself as i say it made for another great engaging session where the time just flew by And if you want to be a guest on the show as well, there's a link somewhere around on the description or wherever you're watching or listening this to. And whether you're watching or listening, you can check out previous episodes of my other great guests on the show as well. So all that remains for me to say is enjoy this episode with Jason and feel supersonic. It is a soundtrack of your life. Good evening, and welcome to this latest episode. I have with me the very engaging Jason Billy Bishop on a very warm late summer's evening here in in England and in Wales, or indeed wherever you are in the UK. Um, again, just a quick reminder of what the show is about. If you've not heard it before, this is a chance for you to share your stories about people, about events in your life, scenarios, moments that are linked with emotions of your own choosing my belief is that we've all got these kind of stories and tales to tell from our lives so why not have this platform to do so so as I said my guest tonight is Jason Jason welcome to the show feel free to introduce yourself
1: good evening everybody so I am Jason Billy Bishop I am a coach I deal with compulsive behaviors and what is really behind them I'm interested in why we do things not what we're actually doing because I had many compulsive behaviors of my own along with a lot of issues that I had from very young in my life before I had access to money and alcohol and all the other things that I was doing later on. So I'm really the trauma that we've all experienced at some level, uh, which leads us to acting in this way and the way that we suppress repress our emotional issues. So we can basically create a life that we love living and be as successful in it as possible. Because we learn to perform when we are, have suppressed these issues. I did it myself. I've overcome all those issues and, and this is why I'm chatting here. Because this is what I want for everybody, really. I want them to live a life they love.
0: Guys, I promise you, this is going to be such a brilliant session. Before we started the recording, we've probably talked about for about half an hour you know Jason's background the stories and the way he's pieced everything together I promise you this is going to be a, a great session uh Jason in terms of like using or utilizing music on your journey have you got um any tales to tell from that aspect
1: music um lots of music really it's
0: what we like to hear
1: I was, yeah, I was, I was thinking um you know I was listening to it actually Because it took me back to being that young age where... Imagine, you know, because I was brought up with the Beatles. My my father, particularly, was a Beatles fan. And my mum picked me up the day that Lennon was shot. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I just love that track, and I love everything about that track. and, And what it means, and obviously with any music, you don't necessarily... The lyrics don't have to mean what they mean to the guy writing it oh yes this is the beauty of it you, you know and imagine a world of peace and yeah uh, love and you know not not this world that we've sort of constructed where it is just competition and i mean a friend like i say a friend of mine they did iron man yesterday and lots of my friends do triathlon and that and my my friend, he's horizontal. He's a great guy. I love him, right? I am an Iron Man. I was like, oh, you're so much more than a bloody Iron Man. It's just another label, <laughs> of... Really? Right? But he, I just love the concept of the lyrics. And I love the tune. I just, I like the Beatles, to be honest with you. Yeah? Uh, I say Prince, can't stop the feeling I got at 16. You know, my father said, that's how you feel, isn't it? Jupiter the Planets. I played Jupiter the Planets for my grade four double bass uh, exam. Yeah, so I mean, my Zadok the Priest, we studied that uh, in music, GCSE. There are many, uh, Hayden's Trumpet Concerto is another one. And that kind of, let's say I played that to a friend of mine in the car and he was like, oh, we we studied this in music
2: and I was like, (laughs)
0: You so straight back that, to school whenever that came you know, on the radio. It's like, yeah, oh, I'm back into that.
1: You know, my, my friend helped a great deal when I came out of hospital. He trained with me and spent a lot of time with me. But playing that, it was like it took us straight back. And I love that because it really it, it deepens the connection in, in many ways. That's how long we've known each other. He's a great guy. He's a great friend. And, yeah, and I'm playing this music and I know why I'm playing it to him. I know exactly why I'm playing it.
0: And all, all formed, as you say, from a seemingly innocuous piece you were doing as you were learning an instrument. I mean, that's the beauty, yeah. I think, of any piece I have. It would instantly transform you back without you having to consciously think about it.
1: No, t- it took me back to being 15, 16 years of age. <laughs> when, when things were, you know, 15, 16 years of age, things weren't great, but they were manageable. Mm. It was a good time in my life. Yeah, and, and I, I like going back to, well, I liked going back to those things of, yeah, th- things weren't all that bad, and I talk about this, you know, we've got this tendency, particularly w- when it comes to things with addiction, which is not a word I like, right, Right. I, I mean, if I mentioned the word addiction to a lot of my friends, they'd laugh at me, uh, yeah, and I know a lot of people, I do know a lot of people that drink far too much. Hmm. But it's not my place to tell them. Right? But I wouldn't necessarily call them an addict anyway. Right. Yeah. So we've got this thing to my mind where we try and rubbish the experiences we had to try and deny. Yeah. Oh, I was rubbish. Everything we did when we were drinking, it was just crap. And it was that. And you think, no, it wasn't, was it? That part of your life wasn't. You were having a grand old time. Just accept it. Yeah? And say, right, but now it needs to stop.
0: But I guess that acceptance in itself is maybe trickier for a lot of people to do. Especially as you say, if we if we tend to use these sort of uh, loaded labels as I call them around, like addiction or addicts. And you know, I I know I reference to my own sort of material that I, you know, try and help people with, you know, addressing that word of addiction thinking you know it's i guess typically when you think of that word you might think of the headline ones right alcohol drugs gambling that kind of thing but what about even seemingly day-to-day behaviors like shopping or being on social media or on your phone it's more rather than as you're saying just pinpointing going you are an addict that's it it's like okay understand maybe a little bit more about what's going on here and also there's something underneath that addiction or the fact that you're taking too much of whatever but it's interesting to say that like the, the 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 label addiction is quite um quite loaded it,
1: it, it i think what it does it did with me yeah right um because of course i was and i talk about it all the time a director of a business earning lots of money driving a very nice car with expensive clothes travelling on expensive trips right i wasn't an addict don't no. call me an don't call me an addict yeah <laughs> And, you, and you've got this idea that you could, you possibly, you're above that word.
0: Yes, that's okay. true.
1: So if you say compulsive behavior, drop the word addict in now and again, right? Or addiction. Mm. I, I prefer to say, look, you're compulsively drinking. Yeah. It's over, it's over the top. But we, there's also, and I've always thought this, but I went to see a coach Uh, she was doing a presentation to um, government, local government, councils and all sorts, and she said about the pecking order, right? So after she did her um, talk, she said, oh, she said, that was stressful, she said, I'm going to the bar, I need a gin and tonic, and she said, she waited, and then she said, right, I guarantee there's a few of you in this room that thought, it's only 11 o'clock. <laughs> but hmm, I wouldn't mind carrying this conversation on. Oh, go on, I'll have a gin and tonic. Right? She said, now, if I said, God, that was stressful, I'm going to the toilet to jack up. She said, now you're saying something like, didn't she say she had children? What's the wrong with this woman? I said, so in your mind, you've got an idea of what is addiction and what's worse and what's not.
0: Yeah, it's the you judgment sodium. you make, right?
1: So sugar is one of the worst. Yeah, there's a good so one. Social media and your phone in your hand, right? There's shopping, there's sex, there's work. People, people, no, 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 I, I just love my job. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you're working 70 hour weeks. What's the matter with you? Don't you like your family?
0: Oh, well, they they say well it's necessary. Oh that's just the way it is, isn't yeah.
1: it? And and that hmm. really is know, it? I, I spent I spent my adult life around a pub, okay? So I would go to the pub half four in the afternoon and I would leave there at midnight. Unless we had a lock-in. Right? And that would be pretty much every day of the week, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. That was it. Yet the people that would come in we used to call them the five o'clock club, and then it was the seven o'clock club, and then the nine o'clock club. And I'd be there all night. So I'd be watching these people come and go. Yeah? And they'd be like, oh, I've only having two at five o'clock, at eight o'clock. They're, they're still there, and you're thinking, so don't you want to see your children before they go to bed? But these people would say, "Ah, oh, yeah, 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 but you're addicted because you're drinking more. Reflection. Right? so i now in reflection think wow we're all at it weren't we but what they were doing they were saying ah oh, yes but look at him
0: yeah don't, don't forget what's going on here look over there
1: don't look at me look at him yeah yeah at the time you're so deep in that lifestyle because i call it lifestyle mm. when you you can't you physically can't sleep When you're that stressed for a start, because I was chronically stressed with what was going on in work, and I had learned that drinking was my way of changing how I felt. So when people dismiss it and say, oh, it's nonsense, well, yes, it is nonsense, right? But it's not simply about the drinking, Hmm. right? It's not about that activity. It's the fact you're in a place you like being in with the people you like being with. And all these people are doing the same things to a less degree. But instead of me, like I was drinking 20 pints, whatever it was, right? They'd have five or six or seven, right? Or four or five or 10. Yeah. We're all drinking too much. But they're quite happy to say, yeah, but look at him. And this is what... long as, as
0: they're not the worst by numbers, then that's all right. No.
1: And I'm, it's the same with clothes. It's the same with anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I buy two new tops. They bought one. So, I'm, oh, look at you. And you're thinking, well, hang on, you've got a new top one as well. Yeah. Because we don't want to look at ourselves, do we? And, yeah. and I, can, I can really see how that was happening. Right. Yeah. And when I rock up on a Sunday morning and I've just done 75 miles on my bike. Yeah, two two mountains, seventy-five miles, uh, and I turn up in my bib shorts and my cycling kit. My bike's outside. Oh, fitness man, fitness man in the sun.
2: Because
1: they're doing exactly what they always do. So now they've got to look at themselves because they can't look at me anymore.
0: Then that's the hard bit, right? When so when it... some something. I'm loath to say uh, triggers you or influences you, but as you said, when, when you've no longer got a means of comparison and the inward looking, that's when people go, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, let's try and avoid that even more. And they try and look for the other scapegoat or you know person that they can project onto.
1: But it's also interesting because, you know, it's not only me, I worked it out, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I then had to get confirmation of what I was thinking. Right. right? So, Gabo, Mate, different people all over, and they're experts who get revished and whatnot, but um, uh, Eckhart Tolle, they, they all say it. Any, we'll call it addiction, begins and ends in emotional pain. Mm-hmm. Right? So when I now discuss, like I have been, anxiety, which people seem to believe we're all anxious in exactly the same way, no, right. And I talk about stress. Of course, I was projecting this wonderful life, this wonderful business. Yeah, of course I was. I had money. I had great cars, great clothes. I was telling people about my customers, my multinational customers, what I was doing, where I was going. Yeah, I wasn't telling them about the business partners I hated. The, the strife I was having, every, the kicking I was having every day off these people. That son of yours, and it's funny, right? I didn't talk about it a lot because I didn't want people to think, oh, daddy's boy, which is what a lot of people basically thought anyway. Right. But this is how life works, yeah? You'll work for your uncle, you'll work with your father, for your father, for the family, for the... A lot of people are doing this, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't get away from it. I know so many people. So that person in your life can pick up that phone at any point in the day. Say, I need to talk to you about work, right? Or you're sitting at a dinner table and you're arguing about
0: work, so you all the boundaries that Stop. you typically have, Stop. yeah, they're, they're yeah, they're
2: trampled.
1: And, and my my mum, um, in the end said, No, I don't want to go for dinner, she said, Because mm, you yeah. just argue about work, mm. yeah, so because. You, because you, this is not what you tell people. You're not telling people what's going on in your world. You're showing them something different. So now, I really had a feeling from some people that they're like, no. they don't bother me. It did bother me. Yeah, because I had to get that level of confidence to say, well, I don't care what you think. Because I still had many questions that I I hadn't answered.
0: About yourself?
1: About myself. Right. Because, because it had been going on so long,
2: hmm.
1: I moved, we moved when I was five and then I moved schools again at 11, right? And a friend of mine in the last couple of years said, when you, at 11 years of age, you said, you stood up in that gym. He said, and I looked at you and I thought, who is that? So I thought, I don't know who that guy is. So you put your bag over your shoulder, you put your chest out, and you it across. I was like, do you know how scary that was? And it happened to me once already. I said, I wasn't being a victim in front of all these people. So I put a mask on, didn't I? 11 years of age, I put on a mask, right? And then I was bullied, right? And then I lost my grandfather at 14, but now I'm not sharing, I've learned how not to, and I learned how to control at a young age. So I'm just putting things one on top of the other.
0: But each time I'm probably putting, it, as you said, a mask. I call it a different character in your cast, taking the oh, mic and saying, right, I'll take uh, care of this.
1: Suit of armor, you can call it whatever you want. Yeah. It, yeah, you know, yeah. We know what we're talking about. Basically, you cannot communicate how you feel, or you won't communicate how you mm. truly feel. losing my grandfather was the most horrific thing that's ever happened to me, because he'd had a brain hemorrhage. And I went to see him and he was this, I didn't, now I understand it, but at the time he was a guy in pajamas slurring at me. Don't let yourself down, don't let me down. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not enjoying this.
2: Hmm.
1: So I said, I'm not coming back. I'll see him when he gets out of hospital. And he died. So I think, you know, now that i know more about it i never had the opportunity to tell him how i felt we didn't have that end of relationship thing right so he's giving me almost his final speech and i'm kind of thinking at 14 i'll see him when he gets out yeah and then i'm told he's gone Uh, and i just went off the rails every i could sleep um i was fit but i was and then i'd fall asleep Glandular fever. I was, I was like, really physically fit, like. But then suddenly, I'd. Be, my mum said, "You just fall asleep." And at sixteen, I smashed my mother's car. Out. I wrote it off. I, I'd completely gone off the rails. I'm screaming, and nobody's listening to me. I, and I tell the story. Uh, my grandmother started selling all his stuff. He she's basically to my mind she's breaking all the links to him. You know, I'm sixteen, I don't know what she's doing. Nobody's telling me what's happening. And I'm just like, what is she doing?
0: And, and probably I'm, the fact that you're not being listened to either in
1: I wasn't being heard. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I felt like I wasn't being heard, and when my friend's mother said it's the drink, bear in mind, what am I drinking? Four or five pints at sixteen, I'm playing rugby. And with friends that are a bit older, big deal, right? That's not off the rails. That's going out on a Saturday, Friday and Saturday night and having a few beers, right? Yeah, technically, you shouldn't do it or whatever, but you think, well, why not? I'm playing rugby. This is the rugby mentality because that's another thing, fit in.
0: Especially <laughs> right? as so probably an adolescent male as well, right?
1: Of course. And because I didn't think that, I, I, I didn't feel like I fitted in from the age of five. Mm because so I left all my friends and then came to school with a bunch of guys who I'm friendly with now who are as thick as thieves. Even now they are. Yeah. And I laugh with them now and say, you know what? I wasn't allowed in, was I? And they said, oh, no, you're not allowed in. <laughs> they were so close. They said, oh no, nobody was allowed in. I said, yeah, and you could feel it. I said, so... You know, and they say things like, "Oh, but you used to have the best parties." I said, "What the fuck has a party got to do with anything?" <laughs> I "It's about feeling like
0: you belong." That's all yeah. ever. but That's all we we have as a need a lot of the time, whatever age we are. I mean, it, you would think we feel it most at those, you know, formative adolescent years when making that, I guess, step up into, you know, you know more social environments. But as you say, without that need satiated, it just carries on. Even now, as you know, fully grown men or or women,
1: it's it's really weird because it's not like you're not popular. It does. I'm not mm. saying, I'm not saying that you're not popular and girls like you and the guys like you, but you've just got this very deep feeling, yeah, that you don't quite fit. You know, you're a round peg in a square hole, or right? You're not. You're doing. You're not quite fitting in there. And you never feel comfortable you always feel like you've got to do more yes you've got to be more yeah and, and it happened don't get me wrong I mean I I must talk about this I always felt like I needed to be better than you in whatever capacity yeah but when I played rugby I was better than you right because I mean I was playing representative rugby yeah, yeah. but it, i wouldn't say it was ever very healthy you know i really genuinely want, i loved it when i was picked for that team and then i went on these courses and different things amazing yeah but I, what i'm saying about my friend with iron man uh oh, i have an iron man i'm like do it for yourself you're a big boy now make it all about you not everyone else and, and that is a not that's a lesson i only learned in in 2017 that's the lesson I, I learned at 40, whatever it was, 43. Yeah, because I did, I, you know, I was the guy who was dying in a hospital bed. And then in 2017, I do 12 and miles on a road bike yeah, and climb 640 something odd thousand feet. So I can't be the strongest because I know some guys that they're so strong, but I can outcycle you. I can do more miles than you. Right. And then it worked out nobody cared. So nobody actually cared. Right. When I was yellow, dying, sitting on the end of a bar, because my life had just collapsed. All relationships were gone. All my old friends, my sister, my parents, business, me, there wasn't a healthy relationship in my life. And nobody actually cared. And then when you get get yourself fit and healthy after losing all your muscle mass, potential brain damage, esophageal viruses, stomach viruses, portal hypertension, and acute duodenal ulcer, cirrhosis of the liver, internal bleeding. Um, You get yourself fit and healthy. You do 12,500 miles a year and nobody cares. And you go, Oh, wow. Nobody cares. They're so busy with their own lives. It's not personal. They just don't care.
0: But yeah, when we make it. But we make it personal.
1: Of course we do. Because we've kind of, I think we've been taught to make it personal.
0: Indeed, or we've we've taken the messaging from our experiences of, yeah, I I've felt this before. No one gives a shit, and mm. you reinforce ah, that. And then, conf- then things like confirmation bias kick in, so they only look for the people. Right. Or instances so, where, like, see, look, no one replied or no one gives a shit or, or So there's said anything.
1: a difference. There is a difference. Of course, I wasn't communicating. I understand that hmm. now, not then.
0: Yeah.
1: Only now, not then. I am screaming. Nobody drinks that much if they haven't got issues.
2: Hmm.
1: Right? And that's all people are, are telling me how to live my life. And then partners would say, what's wrong with you? And you're thinking... No, that's coming from why won't I behave the way you want me to, isn't it? Not what's wrong with me. Yeah. I don't really think you're interested in what's wrong with me. Why won't I act like you want me to act? Is basically So that, that you
0: can meet my needs, thanks very much.
1: Indeed. And I've done all I can.
2: Hmm. Right? As yeah, one
1: yeah. Of, yeah. Um I'm leaving. And I just, I was crying in a chair, just sitting over, over there, saying I was going to, I'll just say, hurt my, business partner ba- hurt my business partner badly. And I said, I do not know, I do not know what to do. I'm gonna, I don't know what to do with you. I said, just leave. And then she went home and told her family I threw her out, because her brother told me. I said, she what? Yeah, I couldn't believe it, you threw her out. I was like, oh, she must have missed out the bit where she said she was leaving
0: quite but, quite quite a convenient turn of phrase there isn't it
1: well you know I'm but you you accept that right but it goes from going back to that initial point nobody cares
0: yeah. right? see that's the another thing like after all those symptoms all the things you experience there's something sitting underneath it so I yeah. always call about it about this there's a root cause underneath it it's the underlying need to be heard that signifies yes, I mean, all those symptoms underpinning everything go beyond that The feeling, the emotion, the symptom, what you're feeling, experiencing, bias, you still want to be heard.
1: So it's only after doing all this work on myself. Absolutely. That I can actually say, ah, they don't care. And smile.
0: Yeah, yeah. When you're
1: here, you can't help saying, nobody gives a fuck. I'm on my own. I'll fight the world. I will fight the world on my own and daily i will i will move one step closer to a coffin yeah because that's exactly what i was doing but i refused to say i've had enough mm. i refuse to say i've had enough of fighting these people i am not walking away from that business so i've talked about we put our business in front of our health and well-being mm. we put our job We put our earnings, we put so many things in front of, and it's again, it's a cliche. Oh, and if you're dead, you can't spend it. Yeah, but when you're in it, right? What, that cliche means nothing. But when you've lived it, right? And then you've done all this work. So at 30 years of age, right, when I came out of hospital, I was like, right, I'm going back to work. There's no way I'm leaving. And here they go again, pushing the emotional buttons, because I do not know how to deal with these people. So they go straight back to what they were doing. They're talking about my health in front of a whole office full of people. I'm horrified that they've got the audacity to do this, right? And it just went. It got worse and worse and worse and worse until I finally collapse and end up in an ICU. I come out of there and I'm saying, right, I'm going back. I want that business. But now, because I put my thinking cap on, I now
0: work out how I can do it so did so come back to the theme of the show it's like obviously there's a whole world of emotions probably going on at that point you know your resilience came through the courage to step back into your business and go right i'm still here to take back the ownership take control all this kind of thing were there any uh bands or songs that aided you along the way so to speak
1: aided me um i mean Oh, I mean, I, I, we watched, we watched, when I was younger, I, I think we, we touched on uh, Unplugged, Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Black. But, um, simply red. You know, I used to play, If You Don't Know Me By Now. Uh-huh. I used to play that when I was on the phone, and I meant it. And I'd be on, you know, but this kind of is weirdly, I was trying to say, to to the person on the other end of the line if you don't know me by now you this is just not happening is it right Uh, i mean i i genuinely i remember the songs from when things were good
2: Mm -hmm. okay
1: yeah i mean i stopped i i was only watching a lot of world war ii stuff and rubbish because i was up all night but my appreciation of music was gone I'd stop playing music, I'd stop playing rugby, I'd stop being creative,
0: hmm.
1: right? So I, I I, don't say, I'm not saying I didn't listen to music, but I wasn't listening to it any longer.
0: So if you pardon right? the pun, you kind of tuned out from it?
1: Yeah, it would be on, but it would be like background music.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Yeah, and I'd be, I'd spend hours in my car because I was up and down motorways and going to see customers and whatnot, whatnot nothing there's all these songs like you know um homecoming right josh ritter i was in we my friend and i were driving down the red rock road oh,
2: okay. right
1: yeah so this is where they take all the supercars it's amazing right and we're playing homecoming so it's in the middle right of this this sort of i didn't do anything in that depressed sort of ten-year. i can't really remember anything other than what was going on in my world I wasn't really interested in much but before it and after it there are certain songs which just light me up yeah because I mean I just I had lost all interest in everything
0: so which ones lit you up then
2: no
1: I mean you know I uh, like I love Wild World yeah but I mean for for numerous reasons because it is a wild world right but then i also remember a friend of mine she was playing it i'm kind of thinking yeah i know what you mean because i i kind of apologized to her without apologizing to her um a few months ago two, a year ago maybe i said what i did to you was terrible i said i don't forget it i said i know exactly what happened i remember it all vividly I so said, what I did was horrendous. I remember her playing, but it's a kind of, um, it's a nice memory in many ways. It's really weird. Like, you know, because I just love the song. I love Cat Stevens actually, but it, it, it makes me, it's like one of the songs that makes me like warm. Yeah. But you know, black is amazing. Um, another night, another dream. Yeah, I mean, the clubby-type music. It, There's it's some like, good I, tunes
0: coming out
2: here.
1: Well, I mean, that was amazing. That was an amazing time in my life. Belfast Child, Mandela Day, Biko, right? Street fighting years. Incredible. I was 16, painting and decorating. I had a summer job, and they were playing in Cardiff, right? I absolutely love that, and that, that takes me back to when I was playing rugby, and we just started going out, and everything was great not quite great but great yeah uh, and this, i mean we used to drive around in my car and listen to all sorts of stuff we listened to <laughs> i mean I, I, forgot, I had a massive cd collection but that was another compulsion mm. hundreds and hundreds of of cds you could possibly listen to them all like you know
0: but as you I, say now you... people be big libraries now of these things
1: yeah, but I mean, I had libraries of CDs and, and it's, it's difficult to pick out, apart from these songs I'm talking about, which they have real meaning, you know, um, By My Side is just an amazing song in excess. Yeah, and I was playing, playing that to one of my girlfriends, um, basically just saying it without saying it.
0: It says it for
2: you.
1: Yeah. I was like, no, 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 listen to the lyrics. And, it's an, and live, it's an amazing song. Did she get no it? Wave, no waving and no cigarette light is pleasing. It's just, <laughs> and, and there you go. He's writing about himself, wasn't he?
0: Did she get it, though? Did she get the message? I don't think so. Oh, uh, no. I, I really don't. <laughs> uh, and, then,
1: you know, um, on days like these, we were driving into Saint-Tropez a couple of years ago, with and the sun was out and that was on and we were just like oh yeah what an amazing track you know and it's that it does it lights me up because it's like we would go in cycling we were staying in my friend's place and it was like an amazing 10 days yeah and, and i didn't really listen to it before that but it's a that, great track like you know and, so say now, and now
0: whenever it'll come on it'll be like yeah you're back to now
1: but it's in my favorites now <laughs> yeah <laughs> there you go yeah I, down Under is another one, made at work. I mean, it's a good album, made at work, but that takes me back to one, driving the car, because we listened to it a lot when I was in the car, but that takes me back to Saturday mornings, early morning television, cartoons and Down Under when it came out. It's a good time in my life, safe in the house. You know, because my family life was, it was loving. It was a really very nice environment. Mm. It was when I stepped outside of it, I started to get a bit. But then being so controlling, I was saying to my friend earlier, it, it wasn't like I was a timid little mouse. Mm. It was like, oh, I could deal with this. Yeah, and, and, and that goes for, I mean, I, I put it on my website. Of course, I was fighting. I was fighting on the first day there, and then, and then I was told not to fight. And then another guy wanted to fight me, and he's just punching me in the face. Right? That's relatively traumatic. Right? And it's all these things that you just write off. You just say, well, doesn't matter. It's just happened. It used to happen all the time when we were 11, 12, 13, 14. We used to fight all the time. You think, well, technically, though. No. Yeah, and and the same guys he's headbutting me one night because the next girlfriend told him that I used to hit her. And and it's these people that, it's only in the last few years, because I've sorted myself out, that I'm actually comfortable saying, oh, yeah, all right. I haven't got that sort of careful sort of right reaction without thinking it.
0: And how uh, when you've in- met these people, how have they reacted to you? So you're comfortable with it now in your own skin. And I think, what about the other yeah. the other side?
1: Well, there's there's two or three, and you know they seem pretty cool. They seem all right, like you know. So you 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 know you you do think, um, but you have to think, was it all me? Mm. But then also, you know these people. But you think you know I was on alert all the time I was constantly on alert I felt threatened constantly it was right. always unless I was in the pub with my friends I could relax then
0: because yeah, so you it, got that certainty and security of this is my yeah domain
2: yeah uh,
1: and it really was like that right so when you when you people just say oh it's the drinking or whatever hmm well, no it wasn't really because it was the environment it was the people that i was with and i had friends that we we looked after each other
0: right so okay together.
1: no we did we looked after we looked out for each other yeah yeah um you know and again i was fighting one night and my mate stood in front of another six guys and said well if you want him you got to come through me
0: so I say and yeah it, standing up for each other got each other's back that kind of yeah yeah yeah
1: and, yeah, yeah. You know, what is he, six, four, 18 something stone, wherever they all went, ooh. And he then he came over to me and said, Come on, let's go before the police come. This is many, many years ago, you know. But we, we were looking out for each other. And if somebody said something, you knew that you'd be defended by these people. So you were pretty safe, you know. And I really liked that. I've got friends now that I feel like that with without having to feel like that.
2: Mm. Yeah. Mm.
1: But they're good guys, like, and they always were, but they weren't in my life. Yeah, and and yes, they've had children and everything else, right? That's life, isn't it? But now they're part of my life again, because I've become somebody that they want to, not that they didn't want to associate with me, but they want to associate with again. Yeah. And, And their wives are kind of okay with it, and they don't mind me being around their children and stuff, you know?
0: Well, it's something you said earlier about, look, when you do this work on yourself, right, there will be those that suddenly don't get the new you because now you're no longer helping them meet their own needs mm. and they can't contemplate or twig that. And yet there are those that, you know, you'll feel that, you know, natural reconnection to. I say so people, you know, may come back into your life or that kind of thing. But this is part of the whole um, evolution of the work on ourselves. We understand that we, first of all, need to make our changes whatever they may be. But for a long time, we've been um, coerced into, like, well, what other other people going to think? What are my family going to think? It ties back to something you two said earlier about people sometimes don't give a shit. And that's not sometimes the worst thing because it actually lies, or sorry, billies what we actually feel. Like, if I change, everyone's going to think what's going on when really only a couple of people around you might get it of, like, they see the change they're happy for your change you take it you know on board too so rather than like this mass condemnation or like what have you just done or I don't know what's going on type thing people might not even notice it I think when I because
1: I mean I say about creating this vision of the guy I was going to become Mm. But well, of course that starts with a guy that can kind of walk and do things for himself. Right. But I wanted to be fit and I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be the guy that ran the business. I wanted to be all these things. Right. So you start working towards these things and you've got to work things out. You've got to have compassion. Um, I'm not sure how much I had, I was too busy.
2: Mm.
1: Right. I, I was too busy being driven. To, I, I knew what I didn't want to give up. Right? Um,
0: How did after, you know that, uh, incidentally? How did you come to go, right? This is what it is.
1: Well, when you end up uh, in, well, unable to walk, unable to take yourself to the toilet,
2: mm.
1: having um, your mother feed you, so nurses and your father and different people are taking you to the toilet because you can't walk properly you're 40 you can't do anything for yourself um you're in a hospital bed for six weeks because i was in an icu for a week you get time to i'm not i'm not suggesting and some people wouldn't but it certainly gives you the opportunity to look at yourself and think, how the fuck did I get here? How mm. did this, and I, I mean, it's brutal. Who did this to me, right? I don't care. When, when I hear people saying, oh yes, take responsibility, right? Fine, start with who did this to me. It's a starting point. I don't care, right? Take responsibility pretty quickly, but use something to move you forward. Right, you're having it. Right. And then what I meant, what I said earlier, right? I, I mean, walking was just like, oh, my what a gift. And suddenly you start appreciating walking and <clears throat> then you're walking twice a day. Then you're walking three times a day in the sun. You're listening to the waves, right? You're watching the guys play golf because you're walking around a golf course. Right. <clears throat> then you go to the pub because I never stop going to the pub. I had no intention of starting going to the pub i had no intention of drinking right that was gone i was never in recovery right recovery no i knew what i knew i was going that way nothing was in control of me i wasn't nothing had power over me right when you end up in an hospital bed like that and you actually think oh fucking hell really drink didn't do that to me i did that to me the business partners my father sitting by the side of me suddenly I see him like this one morning I, I kind of turn and he's there right and I'm like whoa so a couple of months later when I came out of hospital I was, he was taking me to the pub and he was like oh I'll stay with you you know just in case you fall and all this well no what he wanted to do was be there to stop me drinking because in his mind now right he just listened and I was like I'm not going to don't worry about it no, 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 you'll make four, right? I said, oh, tell me. I said, what was that head in your hands thing all about? Right. Right? And he said, well, maybe, he said, you'll not understand. He said, well, maybe you will, because you're only 40, right? He said, but my little boy, is 40 years of age, was dying. He said, and I was watching it, and there's nothing I could do about it. Wow. And I went, oh, <laughs> I went, oh, right, okay. I said, what about mum? He said, do you really want to know what you did to your mother, right? Because we've, we've had many conversations since. But at the time, he said, do you really want to know about your mother? Do you want to know what you did? Right? Your mother cried outside that hospital every night. My little boy is going to die. Right. And he said, yeah, you're probably right. But if you don't go in there, you'll never forgive yourself. Mm. And she walked in two or three times. She said, "And I, watched, she looked, I looked like I wasn't breathing. And she actually said, "Oh God, he's gone." So that was that sort of kicked off dialogue. right? So as, you, as you're starting to communicate, because you've started moving forward, you started letting go of bits and pieces, right? And then you open up a little bit more, and then you're like, "Oh okay, I get it." And then you start telling your side of the story, as you understand it more. Right. And this this whole thing of um, an appreciation of life then and my parents again. Right. And, And suddenly I can see that. Oh, wow. What they've just been through. Right. So now it takes the onus off. Poor me.
0: The victim mentality.
1: Yeah because now you can actually see, oh, now I see these people that didn't care actually did care. We didn't get to exactly what was going on, right? But all of a sudden that that switch that says, oh, they do care. Right? Uh, and and it, it, it goes on. I mean, I was with one of my ex-partners, she came to see me or she, she came to see me it was obvious she came to see me oh is that you she goes good god this guy was just gaunt yeah I, I i was about 10 and a half stone i think I'm about 12 now so i was just there was nothing yeah um and she said "Oh, get out of this town get out of this pub get out of this town come and come and stay with us and I, stayed with, I stayed with her for 10 months right but i had a plan. Yeah, because this thing had been to and fro, and she got married, and it it was a mess, yeah? She was the one that told this guy that I used to hit her. Right. So I got filled in because of her, but I'm like, oh, okay. I went to stay with her, and then I finally worked out. It was either going to marry this woman, right, or ditch her forever. This is now my, this black and white thing that I got going on.
0: Got that all or nothing.
1: Yeah, but unfortunately, i have been using that in an unhealthy way. Right. So now I flipped it, and now it's like, okay, I'll go with this, I'll go with this, I'll go with this. She's saying things like, oh, well, I want a mini Clubman, Cooper, Cooper Clubman, and I'm like, my father can't buy it, my brother can't buy it. I'm like, who's left then?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we had a conversation
1: about money, and she, I think if she could have grabbed the words, she would have gone like a cartoon, put them back. Because I'd <laughs> taken her a little girl to Tenerife, um, i bought her an iphone i bought her this and that and spending money right right and then she said this and she said that i said you do you do know how much i earn don't you and i said and she goes is that all i said i'm sorry
2: is
0: that what all wow
1: right i said i'm sorry what did you say and she said oh, I, I you've just been a director of that business for such a long time you did it. i said let me tell you something about small businesses Said the turnover a couple of million pounds a year, whatever it was, right? Said so they don't all pay themselves at six figure salaries, right? Said so they pay dividends when profits come in. This is how you do it properly, otherwise, the business goes bust. Yeah. So, we're living it up, right? Everyone's living it up, but the business is failing. And she just went, oh, I'm really sorry. I just thought, I said, Yeah, okay, I'm off. Wow. Bye bye, bye bye, gone. It's like we'd argued a bit and I was like, oh, I got get it. This is ridiculous. But that was a clincher. It was just like, oh, thank you very much. Don't want you to ever be part of my life again. And I said it to a friend of mine. He said, God, that's a bit harsh. I said, no, it's done. I said, it is done. So the decision is made. So I found the answer. I've made a decision. Right. Something I should have done a long time ago with my business partners. And I should have owned the choice instead of getting into the mess i was in hmm. right but now i'm like no i'm taking complete ownership of my life and i will live with the consequences of my decision
0: well it sounds like also you have uh maintained your own boundary the key thing is of not only setting it but defending it so at the point you've reached it you're like yep that's it i'm i'm breached i'm not going go to go back because to go backward to breach my own boundary so then what is the point of the boundary that's what got us into the kind of mess in the first place where people and and when when
1: you talk about living in alignment with your values Mm. right I haven't done that in a very very long time yeah and you know I understand right chemical uh, and emotional stress and all that but as you move further away from who you are you will become more depressed particularly if you're a guy right you go so far away from who you know you are even if you weren't actually who you thought you were right if you know what i mean so i'm mm-hmm, i'm this mm-hmm. fit guy playing rugby playing music fam, women right not particularly healthy right all baggage you had but you've moved so far away from that guy you now don't know who the hell you are right
0: you think so, you're yeah, that. so it's not even the true self you're away from, but even the perceived version the of yourself. Yeah, of who yeah. you think you are. You're not yeah.
1: anywhere near him anymore, right? So so now you, you just hate yourself. You're well, that's shadow. when you're
0: really stuck, yeah. And no, as you said, that's when the, the, the I'm not so, good enough factor comes in.
1: Yeah, so so now you, you're seriously thinking you're a shadow of the person you used to be. Mm. And it takes you a long time after you've done all this work to find out that's who you never were in the first place.
2: Right?
0: Yeah. So for, you, get... for, so, for you, how did you reconnect back to who you feel you were, the real you, if you will, or, or the one that aligns mostly with your values? And indeed, what were those values?
1: I stopped prioritizing money. Right. I let go of my identity. So I was prepared to, I could have gone back to that business and I could have pushed their buttons because I know their personality types. I know how they work. I've now got my father on site. I could have then owned the shares which I've been fighting over for years. Mm. So now I'm all healthy and now I'm going to go back and fight them. And you think, do you know what, really? You haven't done all this work on yourself, right? And you've completely transformed yourself in your life. You've rebuilt yourself in your life. And you think, well, do you know what? I can do something a lot more beneficial and constructive with what I've learned. than going back into a business, look at me in my new car, look at me in my clothes. So just an updated version of the unhealthy guy.
0: Yeah, go back and fight in an old fight, basically.
1: Just going, yeah, from a different perspective.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Right, but still fighting. That's not enjoying life. No. So I, I can't tell anybody that. You've got to work it out yourself, yeah? But mm. when you get to that point where you think, oh, dear, 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 no, I can do so much more with my life.
2: Mm.
1: I, mm. Can, I can help people get to a point where either they can deal with what's happening in their life or they can make a decision to say, it's not what I want. Or this is what I want. or whatever it may be rather than be sitting stuck in this mess thinking oh, i can't get out of it because it's going to be this and it's going to be that and who will i be what would people think she loved all the money he loved it did, 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 did,
0: right the same patterns oh. and habits from before then
1: of course but i i recognize and and it's after i've kind of said that's it sell it i don't want it because obviously somebody offered to buy the business and the question was asked, what do you want to do? Sell it. I said, I don't want it. Hmm. What do you mean you don't want it? So why would I want to go back into that? Just sell it. Yes. Let's just re- realize the money for it and get out of it. Sell it as a bad thing. Let them get out of it. And I don't have to deal with them again. I don't hate them anymore. Right? I am not giving them that energy. I don't hate anybody, which is wonderful. I'm not angry at anybody. I react. As Even... we all do, and is natural. Yeah, I mean, I reacted. I was talking to one of the coaches, and I said, well, I've reacted quite a few times recently when I'm out cycling, actually. Because it seems to me that the people driving the cars don't care if they kill me. <laughs> so I am actually reacting. But now, at least, I'm aware of it, and it doesn't go on and on and on like it used to. I'm not having sleepless nights about the guy that was a bit close to me on my bike earlier, where I would be awake all night thinking about my business partners and what I could do to them and what they, I wasn't sleeping, apart from the drink, right? I mean, I don't deny, I don't deny anything, right? But when you've got this whole thing with this negative thought pattern and this mind that won't stop, right nothing constructive is coming out of it it's all about what you're going to do to him and what you're going to do to them and how you're going to stop the last their ego again the last person you think about changing or doing something with is you yeah and in that hospital bed it's like well now i've only got one place to go haven't I?
0: and that's when the true you will start to come through sure and you know in in those scenarios you say it's that that cast of characters the ego that is on top of the situation taking control subconsciously automatically where the little you is being ignored it's the last person he says you think of but as you say when all of that is stripped away only little you is left
2: well you
1: feel pretty vulnerable right when i say control freak like i say i'm like i'm I would say I'm healthily controlling, mm-hmm. if, if that's a thing, right? Um, I'm mm-hmm. in control of my controlling thing that goes on.
2: Yeah.
1: And I, know, I know what I'll take and what I won't. I understand all the stuff about I can't control anything outside of me and all that. Mm. But if something triggers me now, I'm like, okay, ask the question why, before you start trying to control so, you know just the, the awareness thing um, but, that, when... but that's such
0: a key step though it's it's small in words or letters but it's th- that simple question of why yeah, obviously would... with the with the balance of not psycho or micromanaging or analyzing every little thing you do but it's it's maybe in those patterns of behaviors that you might be repeating going, oh hang on
2: mm.
0: what's going on give yourself a second to catch it because they will come back you know these these behaviors, these patterns. At some opportune moments, when the subconscious go, hang on, we need to just protect ourselves here a bit. You might throw in an old pattern. When that's when you go, oh, okay, I ca- I ca- I realize that. I catch it. I accept it. But what's going on here? It's just a moment to catch yourself.
1: Yeah, and and it, it's I think it's not a skill anymore. I think when it, when it started, it was like it was developing a skill. Hmm. Because it was yeah. certainly something I, something I never did. Now it is something that I just do.
0: It's a practice. It's,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, I had issues um, with, with the property and whatnot, and I couldn't get any sense out of people. And
2: mm. Uh,
1: mm. and I had those thoughts of, and the, I'm going to, and I was like, oh, shut up. You're not that guy anymore. You never were anyway, otherwise you would have done it before. And I would just go away. And it was kind of funny.
0: But those yeah. but those little conversations are brilliant because that's again it's just subconscious yes. learning, understanding, practice, going. Ah, oh, wait, wait, wait. There's a new way I can deal with this now. Yeah. I don't what have to default to just you know.
1: What about writing an email, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it was it is, uh, and it was it was something that was developed over time because you keep catching yourself. Yeah. And as long as you're prepared to keep on top, I mean, some things will just right. I don't I I say to people, don't take things so seriously. I see, I see people on YouTube now, oh stop it with the personality types and stop it with this and stop it with that. Don't hide behind anything. If you think I personally I think it's a wonderful thing to know. It's certainly reading I'm like, oh wow, right? But it's more about understanding myself. I never hide behind anything.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: It's just another thing to that has allowed me to raise my levels of self-awareness, right? Uh, but this, I think the other thing with change and that, people make it sound like it's so serious. It is, right? I mean, it, it, it but it doesn't have to be like a real chore.
0: That, of, that's why I think where people look at it at the moment it's it's yeah. either a chore or it's too bloody hard so they yeah. go oh, now, no, rather not. I
1: I actually I've enjoyed the whole process mm. right I mean and I put up with people saying I went to the golf club I joined the golf club right and I got friends who said oh god no and I'm like well it's not for you mate <laughs> I like hitting little white balls actually right but a golf pro said, well, you can certainly hit a ball. Well, there you go. Right? But he said, what is your priority? Is it cycling and your fitness or golf because you can't do the two? Can you not? He said, because I know you, you'll want to be good at both.
0: Oh, uh, oh I see. I see, I see.
1: Yeah? And I said, <laughs> yeah, question. you're probably right because I don't, I mean, my ex-business partner said, do you do anything by half? I said no not really i chose to fight you and i will f- you know i mean and then i chose to get fit so fit i am right but another friend of mine said oh yeah but not everyone's like you i said i'm not asking anyone to be like me
2: mm,
0: exactly you know you're not you know you're not meant to be yeah. a beacon or a messiah it's like That's it's just thought. an example of what is possible so it's That's interesting to, to, to hear you saying that' you you picked you picked up golf and was told by the pros or whomever was there saying you know which one do you want to excel at if you will because you've got natural affliction to uh bettering yourself being competitive not to a degree of like i've got to be the best versus you which you may have been before but now it's like i can still be competitive and want to better myself um without the 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 relentlessness of it tying it to my self-worth but you know others others may take it as like well then do you have to switch off all your natural instincts and change and and that's what that's what the change is it's like no it's just realizing what you are does that align to who you naturally are or 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 your values etc and then utilizing that going forward but again when you say the word change again i think people also get stuck in the whole instantaneous um nature of what they want like Fix me now, fix it overnight, fix it instantly, oh. fix it this. It's a never-ending journey. But even those words saying you're always a student and it will, it will take time, it will take compassion, it will take mistakes, etc. People are like, yeah, 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 give me the answer. Give me, what's the answer, what's the answer? It's like, you have think, the answer.
1: I think I was lucky, right? Yeah. I think I was very lucky, which could sound a bit odd, but my first coach, like I see, he's my teacher when he said, what are you doing here? Cause I said, I, I left the hospital in May, June, 2014. I able to walk with no muscle mass, with all this damage internally. And in 2016 in September, I was standing on top of my And he said, well, what are you doing here? You've, obviously you've completely, you've stopped doing that. You're doing this, you're doing that. Because of course, as you start living a different lifestyle, all the other things must fall into place. Mm. But it comes from changing mindset, And then i say the body responds because of the healing uh the epigenetics neuro neurology neurobiology doctors of mine can't explain how my body healed um but it has when i say cirrhosis they they say that the cirrhosis is, is there but what i'm saying when i've overcome that is it didn't stop me doing anything right so until the day that I'm stopped doing something and it hasn't affected me, is it? Because I see too many people getting caught up on this. Yes, but I have, and I've got this, right. And they ask too many questions about what they have and can I this and can I that, instead of just going out and saying, well, I'm going to do that and see what the results are.
0: With, again, striking that balance of not being reckless. People, as I say, these think you switch from one extreme to the other. It's not about that. With those starts, with those small bits of curiosity, like we said at the very beginning, ask yourself, take a moment, and go, right, what's going to work for me? Or, it, you know, not even what's going to work. It's more like, okay, what can I try? What can I change a little bit? Then see. Then you give yourself more evidence and proof of, like, okay. So, like I say, I
1: mean, I my, my, my starting point was was fundamental. It was, it, I had a walk, didn't I?
0: Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. The, yeah, the fundamental. Walk, yeah.
1: But first thing I needed to walk.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And then it was like, right, if I'm going to do this other stuff, I need to go to a gym.
2: Mm.
1: Right. So I need muscle mass and cycling. I'm when I say cycling, we were doing 15, 20 mile rides, right? Up an old railway track on mountain bikes. So it was nothing dramatic. It was nothing, right. It was just cycling up and down. We'd stop and we'd chat and went great. Yeah. And then that got to forty miles and sixty miles and eighty miles. And then I put then I bought a road bike. Then of course I wouldn't wear Lycra. <laughs> it's like ridiculed people wearing Lycra. And I was really paranoid about the way I looked. Yeah. I, and there's nothing to right hide in light Yeah.
2: So Not now quite. you're
1: in your so this is 2016, right? So I didn't like people watching me play rugby and all that. And women I know, they were like, oh, we really liked him. And these other girls, said, oh, we really liked him too. All my, I said, do you know how much I didn't like that? And they were like, what do you mean? Surely you did. I was like, no, I felt really uncomfortable. So I, I'd be in the zone. I'd be playing rugby and I'd be ignoring all this stuff hmm. going on. But you've got this funny thing going on because you do like it, but you don't. And I think it's a confidence thing. Yeah, it's really strange because what I find about this, this whole change thing. It can sound very contradictory. Mm. Because you say, well, that, and then you say, oh, but that. And somebody says, yeah, but they're the complete opposite. And you go, yeah, I know. But that's the way it is. Right, you say that I'm not lying and I'm not making it up, but this is kind of how it was, and now it's not because now I I have true confidence, and my confidence comes from in here,
2: hmm.
1: not out there. Right, which is I mean I, I learned that, although I was I was focusing on, again it's, it's social media, it's Strava, it's likes, it's loves, this thing that we. You know, oh, look, I've got a lump, I've got a kudos, right? And then I'd be really upset if somebody didn't kudos me, right? Because I'm wrapped up in this world now of people going, oh, yeah, you're getting stronger. You're this, you're that. And a friend of mine's father said to me the other day, and he really nailed it. He, I said, oh, you know, 16 mile an hour or something, average speed. And he went, do you know what? He said, some people would absolutely love to be able to average 16 mile an hour on a bike. And I thought, as did I in 2016, but in 2017, it was like, no, no, I want it to be 17 mile an hour, 18 mile an hour, 19 mile an hour. And then it was the mystical 20 mile an hour, right? The magical number, right? And then when you hit that, you go, well, I'm not sure how much I enjoyed that, actually, because I I kind of missed everything that I was doing. Because, I mean, talk about being involved in the activity, right? But, I mean, when I ride my bike, like today, I was taking photographs all day. I like to be immersed in the experience, right? Not necessarily the fact that I can do this much power or I just go out and ride my bike now. If people want to judge me for being too slow or too fast, that's, that's their issue, not mine. And that is a really nice, it took me a long time to get there. When you think, you know, if, if you, you nearly died and people think, oh, that's a be-all and end-all. That changed your life. You think, no, no, it didn't. Do you know how much baggage I was carrying? Do you know how much stuff I had to deal with that I hadn't processed? The pain and the loss, the loss of all these women in my life. Processing that. Would I have been with them when well, I was at the time? Would I be with them now? Would I, right? And it was a kind of the thing where you... People are like, well, you don't have to do that. And you think, well, no, what well, I did. Because now I can talk to all these people on another level, right? They're married with kids and I'm just going, wonderful. I'm not thinking, yes, but. There isn't one yes, but, right, in, in here. Because I can actually say, one, one of my ex-partners, I, I can actually go up to her and say, are you okay? I know she hasn't been
0: very
1: good. Mm. I actually mean it.
0: And also it does that's not to say you invite a response back or expect one. It's like no. And it's not even to say, well, I did my bit. It's it's when you can come from a genuine place of like, okay, they might be going through a tough time. Part of your life, as you said, you reconnecting. Yeah. If she chooses to respond, that's up to her. It's not a reflection on you
1: and it's a very human thing to do yeah 100% because I have been there yeah. yeah and if I can't genuinely say to somebody that I really didn't like for a long time how are you hmm. then what's wrong with me I haven't addressed all my issues have I
0: it's just another I, clue to like hang on you know you're not done yet or what you are not done yet but like that's another clue it's like okay what's going on and, and, what's going on there
1: What's, what's nice about it is when you do shake hands with these people, and you talk to these people, and you, you're not apologizing. I'm not apologizing. I offer an explanation as to how I felt, because what they, what they must understand, they too were being controlling. Right? Because a relationship is not me saying, oh, well, it was the way I was behaving caused all
0: the issues. Because
1: that is, that's not a relationship anyway. Right?
0: Yeah. Well, it puts you in, in, in a, a mould or of framed of mind to take more responsibility, of, especially of others, than perhaps you should. So, again, as you say, relationship invariably involves two people mm. and the only part you can take is of yourself.
1: Yes, but clearly, what I was doing, if you're buying girlfriends and whatnot hi-fis and watches mm. to get back in your car with your friends and drive off right that's controlling mm. right because now she can't leave can she i know that because you've just bought a trinket right so you drive off and leave her in the lounge in a mum and dad's house and you know what you're doing it's manipulative it's controlling but i wasn't the type to say no you're not doing that So when people think of controlling, I mean, there's many, many different ways we can be controlling. Mm. But I mean, clearly, I wasn't doing my bit, I wasn't taking responsibility, but I will not accept responsibility for their behavior.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Right? But I'm perfectly open and honest about where I was at the time.
0: Mm.
1: Because if you're not open and honest, you're not gonna move forward
0: exactly you're only kidding yourself then
1: yeah and and you you will never then find somebody that is compatible with you or you'll never find that job that is compatible to work in the environment or right you'll never find it because you haven't done the work this is right so you want everyone else to change and it's interesting because again there were certain things that I, I hadn't worked out and my coach said, because he knew one of my business partners, so he knew them all, really, but he knew the one of them. He said, yeah, you two are controlling. but You're controlling in different ways.
2: Hmm.
1: He said, so he wanted you to be like him, and you wanted him to be like you. So that's all you did for 20 years, was that? And I'm, that just, I'm just like, oh, wow. I never really thought of that. But then looking into it more, the whole personality thing both of us were unhealthy very very unhealthy i was being controlling for a reason and he was being controlling for another reason although our personality is different we both disintegrated so it was just extreme Hmm. right so if you at least don't get to a point where you understand that and say well do you know what i don't have to hate that person I don't have to really dislike that person, but that person doesn't have to be part of my life. Yeah. You, you could just draw a line under, I don't want to share my energy with this person because unless they decide to change, very little from that side of the relationship will change.
0: Indeed. And I think on that note, a bit of a cliffhanger. <laughs> We can uh, wrap this one up because there's more to come. I think from another episode, but uh, Jason, thank you so much for your time yes. and sharing your your stories, your, your your lessons, your background is is so engaging. And so say, there's even more to come. I can tell from you know what you've had to share with us today. So um, it's
1: difficult to share in in a short time, isn't it? And absolutely,
0: and as I say, like there's there's always parts of us that we re- revisit, retell and as i said you know we'd love to have you back on at, at some stage do you yeah, just want to give it just want to let people know where they can find you and get in touch with you for more
1: yeah so on um tiktok it's um jason billy bishop on clapper it's jason billy bishop my website is contentedlifecoaching.com um and it's jason billy bishop on facebook and instagram
0: splendid Jason, thanks very much for your time today. And we'll catch you all on the next episode.
1: Excellent. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Soundtrack of Your Life. Please do like and comment with your thoughts below. Subscribe to the channel and sign up to be on the show.
2: Feel supersonic.